Welcome into the Folks Report podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. Hello. Did you guys notice there were no uh, Murphy? Oh, no, we're back. You got your voice back. We're back. Yeah, you got your, your Oklahoma voice back. Uh, although I can't imagine that you weren't yelling at the, the TV or the radio on Saturday. And that's just a normal game day. Even if they hadn't lost, I'm well, sure you're a yeller. I had to, you know, I had to, I had to keep it calm in front of the nine-year-old. But, uh, yeah, no, I was lighting them up a few times. But, uh. <laughs> uh, it was a, another rough weekend. You know, we're, we're going to dive into uh, – you know, and I'll, Rough but better. It, like, there are – Like, a bunch of air quotes all over that. But there is definitely – <laughs> that's a good way to put it right there <laughs> because I want to say that there's silver linings because there are there are there, like Robert called me before we recorded and I he he did the Alan Bowman piece today or he recorded the Bowman piece today and and we'll probably have it up sometime Wednesday or Thursday on Pokes Report and uh, and I was like how'd that go and he's like it went well you know and we're talking about it and and there's moments in that game you can go back and there's moments where that offense is really humming they're mm-hmm. clicking and you're like Oh man, that's the speed that I want to see. That takes yep. me back to 2017. Man, did you see that pass he made? And then it's like, okay, everything kind of comes to a screeching halt. 15 throwaways, and yeah, yeah kind of the, the O line starts to struggle a little bit. But there, there are moments, and and say on the defensive side of the ball, there's moments where you look at this this Nardo defense, and you're like, I I understand that Iowa State's a struggling offense, but damn. That, did you see that play, that rush, that rush off the edge there? Or did you see the, the coverage on the back end? Did you see, oh, man, wow, that was impressive. And then there's moments where you kind of see that inexperience from Nardo show through a little bit, and, and you're like, man, you guys have played – guys have played in football here before that shouldn't have been a busted coverage what's going on but there are there are moments where you know and 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 I don't want this to come across as a podcast to this episode where it's just a bunch of sunshine pumping you know but there there were moments where you're like try to be fair here okay yeah, yeah that that was good the best thing is they got an off week they got a bye week. They got Absolutely. A, they have another week of and, and I'm assuming that this is going to be the same thing. Bowman is the quarterback. You're going to get another week of Bowman running with the ones. You're going to get another practice week following this week going into the K State game of Bowman running with the ones. The offensive line is going to get, you know, more familiarized with Bowman. The running backs are going to get more familiarized. The the receivers are going to get a bit of a rhythm and a connection with Bowman. I'm not saying that all of a sudden next week they're just going to click 100% and they're not going to make mistakes. There's not going to be penalties. They're not going to be overthrows. They're not going to be throwing off their back foot. But there is I, there is some hope. for. The, I'm not writing this season yeah. off at all. No. There, there is hope for this season. No, I'm, I'm with you. I think that this is, this, is still, this is still a bowl team to me. Until you, until you lose game number seven, yeah. To me, Oklahoma State is still a bowl team, sure. and and I think if they're four and six, I'm going to be going. Well, they should win their last two to get to a bowl. Why? Because they've done it for like 18 straight years. What, what's whatever the is it seven, 16 or 16, 17? 16 or 17. That's a lot. That is a lot. I'm pretty sure that uh, that Coach Gundy drives down Western every night, figuring out here's what we're going to do tomorrow to get better. He doesn't go well. Tomorrow's going to be a waste, and he's done. Um, he's done bye weeks now for. This will be the 19th year. Uh, in 2020, he got two bye weeks in a row, yeah, and then we uh, came back and won. But he's he knows how to attack bye weeks. Normally, you're probably getting Zane Flores some reps. You're getting the red shirts a lot of valuable time and you know on on film. But this team needs some work with their QB one. 
in, in, you know, in continuity work. I think that I joked about the, you know, the throwaways and all that. I like throwaways better than forced passes, which sometimes those are complete. Sometimes those are picked. You live to fight another day kind of thing. What do we got? What do we Uh, got? 17. 17 17, there you go. Uh, They went in 02, 03, 04. Oh six, seven, eight, nine, all yeah. the way up to last year. Okay, so and and three of those were Gundy as a coordinator. Yeah, so he know, I think he knows how to get to a bowl game. But and, and I will say this though, like I, I'm with you. I I think that this is a bowl team because if this team can get it figured out in there, I don't know about like major major. I'm not saying there are not major issues, but Gundy I, says there's not major issues. Well, if you look at it, I mean the issues that the team has at least looking from the outside, are fixable, right? I mean, I guess you could argue that the offensive line still has the same troubles that they had last year, and 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 so it's like, well, are they going to get it fixed? I, I think you can. I mean, if I, I'm not – I don't get paid six, seven hundred, eight, eight $800,000 or $6.7 million like Mike, Mike does. a lot cooler if you did. Let me tell you. But, you know, I – I think that the issues are fixable. I, I think that, like, going back to what we talked about with Bowman, there were moments in that game where you're kind of scratching your head and you're thinking, like, oh, man, damn, that was that was a rough sequence. That that was a rough three and out. You know, that was a rough four and out. And well, that happens to even Georgia. Yeah. And, they have three and outs. It and, happens. And I think you can chalk up – I'm not going to say every single one of them, but you could look at quite a few of those and chalk that up to, okay, this offense is trying to fill itself out. You technically can say, well, that was the fourth game. They should have had some 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 kinks worked out. I would I would tend to agree with that statement on on certain things. I think there's some mistakes that are being made that probably shouldn't be made. You you don't really have a lot of super youthful players playing right now. You got a lot of experience on both sides of the ball. So there's there's issues where you can look at it and say, okay, damn, that was <laughs> that was bad. There's also, just like South Alabama, there's moments in that game on Saturday that you can say, all right, this Iowa State defense is a good defense. They may have one of the worst offenses in the country, but that defense is still really good. You can look at that top to bottom. they got NFL talent on the back end. What was Eddie Sutton's old quote? Like, you're not going to hit that magical level, but maybe a couple times. You're, they Their offense hit that magical level. It wasn't yeah. That was not something that, like, we just – gave them they yeah. took a lot of that yeah. Beck had a great game he did and that's you know I when you when you look at it like you have to give credit on both sides of the ball right there there were moments in that game where Iowa State got lucky there was a busted coverage you know either on the Slipping back end in the middle um, bad angles you hope know. they gave a game ball to the uh, to the guy who mows the field that didn't show up that week to you know no they always hey, as, hey listen as Tom Dorado would say that grass is long on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did love the tweet. Did you see the tweet from uh, from Chief? Yes. Matt, from Matt Davis? Yeah. They, that, so the NCAA, took, yeah. NCAA allows two cleat links. You can't, you can't just have as many as you want like the NFL. You have a shorter length and a longer length of cleat, uh, spike, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And Oklahoma State had both of them. So it's not the equipment manager. Like they brought what they – you think you think Oklahoma State – the multi-million dollar organization. Pretty sure Nike hooks them up. They're going to leave. They're going to be like a nine-year-old and leave their cleats at the ballpark. Who would leave a bat bag? <laughs> what are we what doing? What nine-year-old would leave a bat bag? Let at me a, tell you what nine-year-old. I know. I would. 
yeah. me, and I did it. You know how many Super times I got too. whooped for leaving my stuff everywhere? I got to, li- I got to listen to the entire first half of your <sighs> drive from Yukon to Edmond. But you'll never forget that. Though. My faith in humanity is restored. That bat bag yeah. was sitting under the same tree. Anyways, CJ's going to be, you're going to take him out for his 21st birthday. You're going to buy him his first beer, and he's going to say, Dad, you remember, you remember when I left my bag under that tree? You're going to get all teary-eyed, and, and you're going to be like, it's Miller time, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, my goodness. But, uh, but, but you, can look at, you can look at both sides of the ball, and, and there, were, there were positives and there were negatives. And at this point, it, 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 we're going to talk about the negatives. We're going to talk about the bad angles. We're going to talk about the overthrows, the missed tackles, um, the whiffs on the offensive line. There were positive, and it, it, it's hard to look at the positives right now. Oh, this Oklahoma State team is struggling a little bit. A Re- little bit is relative, depending on who you are. I got a really good friend of mine that graduated from OSU, and he is Mr. Doom and Gloom. I love him to death. He's one of my best friends. When Finnegan's downtown opens up, he lives like in Wyoming. He's coming back. We're gonna we're gonna go to Finnegan's. There you go. And but he's the. Fire everybody. What are we doing? We pay too much money. This is what my student loans go towards. And it's all like tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff. But it, it, but, it is. But, it, but it's hard to look at this team right now and, and pick out the positives. You can look at the targets to Brennan Presley and be like, why are we not getting what in the ball? Yeah. You know, you can – but the, you, look at the, you look at the pass to Jaden Nixon. You Incredible. dropped it in a bucket. It, that, that's it one perfect. of those throws where you're like, Damn. When, yeah. When when it didn't break stride, no. he didn't. It was right there. When Bowman finally starts to click full time with this offense, and this offense starts to click full time with Bowman, they're gonna be. I'm not saying they're gonna be 2017, 500 yards a game, fastest team in the in the NCAA, scoring 45, 50, 60 points a game. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. But when this team gets confident and comfortable, or vice versa, comfortable and then confident. This team is going to be a good football team. We had I'll just look at Ollie Gordon's run, okay? So he goes off left side. It's a it's an inside zone. He he sees it's all jumbled up. He sees there's an opening opening to the left. He takes it out there too. That's a guy who is com- getting comfortable in the offense, not looking over his shoulder to see who's coming in for me. You don't think he, that Ollie had a situation like that I don't know, four, five, six, seven, eight games ago? And then all of a sudden he's a red he's a sophomore and he has that moment again and he's like, last time I went right. Wait a minute. Here we go. Well, there's the hole. And, and even he he missed a couple of you know once he got into the hole early in the game he if he would have darted right on I don't know it was like second and second three it was the first or second drive mm-hmm. if he would have instead of going left he goes right the guy would have had twenty three words. Yeah. I'm gonna bet just gonna bet that Wozniak saw the same thing. That a dummy from UConn that doesn't get paid a dollar saw and goes, "Hey, bub, listen, we had a a blocker on that guy, but that blocker went to his left. You go to his right, and you're wide open out there." But I mean, so that's all you know. That was Oklahoma State's longest run in, since uh, since no since Jalen Warren at Boise. Yeah. And that's and that's Ollie and that's Ollie's longest. Well, I mean, well yeah, I mean, obviously, right. But, but I'm just saying. So it's been over a year since we've broke one that long. Don't just don't just crumple that up and throw it. I think it is funny that that we're at this point right now. And what, have we been conditioned with this three quarterback, three running back thing, where it's 
where people are literally calling into radio stations today going, hey, I thought it was great. Ollie Gordon had 122, 124 yards, whatever it was. Nixon, great, great 60-yard touchdown. But how come Elijah Collins didn't get it? Like, are we going to find stuff to complain yeah. about? You know, Well, it's in the same people, and, and I'm not calling anybody out, but there were quite a few people that were messaging me on various platforms. Or I want names. Message. I want names. Okay. Uh, I'm just teasing. But they, you know, when when Alan Bowman was announced as a starting quarterback, thank God we had memes that were being made. Uh, finally, finally, fi- we get to the second quarter, well, you, and these same people, what are we doing playing Bowman? There was only one way this thing was going to play out like this. Out. I mean, you either the have, second, you either have a one quarterback system, or you don't. And if you finally get the one quarterback system, which I, I think it was a little too late that they had one quarterback. But if you want one quarterback and you're going to you're going to complain and you're going to moan about not having one quarterback and then you get one quarterback and that quarterback starts to struggle and you call for that quarterback to be pulled, this is a cake and eat and eat it too situation. Well, traditional traditional college thinking, traditional college seasons, all of Bowman's the some of the things you saw in this game would have been worked out in Central Arkansas in the game, mm-hmm. in the film after the game. You could argue that this was Bowman's first game. Joel Klatt had an amazing, amazing um, little two-minute video on McCord from Ohio State. Yeah. New starter, kind of not same situation because he didn't transfer in, you know, and all that, but new starter. And he shows a read that he should have made in his first game. They go back, and he has a very similar read a game later. Makes the right hit. That's coaching. That's where that's where a Tim Rattay gets in there with the guy. But if you've got guys that are that are trying to trying to impress the crowd, they're trying to impress a coach. They're trying to win a job in front of everybody. Yeah. Their mindset is completely different. Well, and you can go back to you know I, I think we made the comparison last week with with Bowman, and it's it, there's going to be situations with Bowman in games one, two, and three. He knows that he is going to get at most four series, mm-hmm. maybe five, depending on. But he knows he is going to get, at the very least, what, three, six, nine, 12, at the, at the very least, 12 snaps. Right. And, and that's if you go three, and obviously you go three and out. Yeah, no turnovers, all that. But when you, when you know you have at least 12 or possibly at most 12 snaps, it's okay. My first, my, my first play out there – I got to, I got to, I got to complete a pass. I got to, you know, whether it's a check down, whether it's a, you know, seven yard out, whether it's, you know, I'm just heaving it as far as I can, because I know I got Jaden Bray out there hauling ass down the sidelines. Oh, I missed, I messed up. I only have 11 left. Oh my, I only have eight left, you know, and and you're working your way down. And all of a sudden, this is my last drive. What's it matter? Exactly. I I only have at, at least three more snaps, maybe six or seven at the most. And then I'm done. Alan Bowman goes out there on Saturday. Alan, I know we brought you in from Michigan. I know you've been here since January. I, I know you've been in college for five or six years, and 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 you're you know you can legally drink and and you could have you know we're we're putting money into a four hundred one k from your nil. But this is it now. All right, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna pull you middle of the second quarter, Garrett. You're here. I'm thankful you're here. You're a great quarterback. You got a good arm. But I have to have a starting quarterback, and I got to go with experience. And Allen has experience. And I was listening to the Pokes Report podcast, and that's what they were talking about. Fine. So, Mike, listen, buddy, 
I'm going to play you a clip. Thank you. All right. But, but you know, you could argue that that was Allen's first game. He goes out there, and you could see right. the jitters. You could see the, okay, well, man, that was that was rough. Uh, man, I I think, what did they have, like, seven or eight punts, I think, in that game? I'd have to go That's back and look like, at the yeah, exact eight. number. I think it was eight. So, are there going to be moments against Kansas State where you're like, wow, that was – that was a rough drive. Yeah. But guess what? There's there are going to be a few less rough plays, if you will. There's going to be a few less busted reads and and you know missed checkdowns and you know he's going to RPO and, and instead of you know instead of pulling it out and trying to play hero ball, he's going to hand it off to Ollie. Or he's going to hand it off to Jaden or or potentially Elijah Collins or or whatever. And and I'm cool with that. All right? I'm I'm cool with Allen being out there for the entirety of the game. Now I don't. I don't even know if you could make the art. If you look at it completely rationally, and and I don't mean that. Like I don't mean that hateful. You know, I, I don't. I'm not trying to. If you're listening to this, and and like I'm not. I'm not thinking about any particular post or any particular thread that I read or anything like that. But if you if you think about it completely rationally, take yourself out of the fandom. I don't. I don't know if you can look at that situation on Saturday and and look at Allen's performance and be like, yeah, he needed to be pulled. Like there there were moments where you're like, oh, that was rough, but yeah. he's gonna get it figured. I don't think there was a moment where I was like, okay, he's missed twelve throws in a row, three and, of them are turnovers. Right. The offense is not moving at all. There has to be a change made because there were there were glimpses like we said that it's like, all right, they're close. They're they're getting there. So, I. But I, I'll say this: I think it was uh, the uh, sellout. I think is that is that what it is? Sellout crowd, the new. Uh, oh right, I, and I think it was the the Hutchins twins, and they. I I, I just twins. Yeah, twins is crazy. Um, it, trippy man when you see them in person. It's awesome. They're this, the, the literal same person. Um, but they they made a case of. Instead, like, I I was never on the quarterback by committee, and someone may play me a clip or whatever. I, I think there were situations in non-conference where you could get away with playing two or three quarterbacks, but it should have been like two thirds, and then you take the other two quarterbacks and you split a third of the reps, you know, or like three quarters, and then the other, you know, however it is sure. you want to break it down. But I'm cool with running back by, by committee. There, there have been. I, I think Ollie should take a majority of the snaps. Ollie shouldn't take twenty five plus snaps a game because there have been moments with Jaden where he's, he's turned it on and he's looked good. There's been moments with Elijah Collins. I don't know why he didn't play on Saturday or didn't take a lot of snaps or whatever it might be. But if you want to play two or three quarterbacks or excuse me, two or three running backs, I'm cool with running back by committee. We've seen that. We've seen Oklahoma state have a lot of success playing two to three running. backs. Uh, I'm okay with it. I, I don't love it as much. Um, I mean, obviously, as the, you know, <laughs> I love it a lot more than the quarterback by committee. But I like the, I like a a, a bell cow running back with a Jaden Nixon coming in as when, when Ollie gets tired, you got another guy coming in that is fresh, that's even faster, um, that is, and, and I say Jaden because he was the one who went in this, like Jaden or Elijah, whatever. The the scheme in which they used Jaden was beautiful. Whenever they lined up, they saw he's got man on man with a middle linebacker. Casey Dunn went, um, yes, please. Well, and I'm not Smotioned saying him to the right. I'm not saying that that it should be an even 
like 15, 15, 15. That's what I'm – okay, that that right there, that would be what be I would even. be against, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm cool with, like, if you want to give Ollie 18 to 21 touches and you want to give Jaden 9 to 13 touches yes. and then figure out anyone else, like if you want to somehow get Brennan involved out of the backfield or you want to get Elijah Collins in certain situations or whatever, yeah. I'm cool with that. That that's where I'm like, you want to do running back by committee, you give them you you find a way to get forty snaps to your running backs. I don't care how you you measure it out as long as it's not an even this this this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think it's one of the things that we always hear about Oklahoma State being tailback. You that's it's been with a bell cow. It's been with a uh, unless you go back to the Seymour Shaw. Vernon Morrency and Tatum Bell days. Even in even there, it was it wasn't by hey we're going to figure out how many snaps each guy's going to get, how many touches. It was literally the hot hand. Yeah. Um. Because you had and and I think that's where maybe we're at is you figure out who has the hot hand and and after those first two drives, I think only a Casey Dunn or only you know somebody who is going to know are we was was this guy. The running back, is he hitting the wrong holes? If so, let's try the next guy. Yeah. Is it um, the offensive line that gave him nothing? Well, put him back out there. Is he breaking? Is he got the hot end? Is he breaking off runs? Running back out there until he taps the helmet and says, dude, tired. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Six six straight is my limit. Touches. Touches, that's your limit? Yeah, that would be it. So one well, thing that I were, think if cool. If it were me, I, it'd be like, like 30. Well, you're just a hoss like that. I'm so just out of eligibility, though. This, so sorry. After the last game, after South Alabama, yep. we had heard that, I don't remember if it was on Robert's show, we had just kind of heard that they were looking at shaking the offensive line up a little bit. They moved um, Cooper over to the left, left tackle, then Brooks left guard, Mikulski at center. Let's try to get those snaps with it. Yeah, he can do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to practice that. you got two weeks practice that. He's going to get it. Right guard, Wilson, and then right tackle, Birmingham. I think that we didn't see Springfield. Did Springfield play at all? I don't think he played it. He was probable. and But I don't think he, he played at all. They were going to wait until after the bye week. I don't believe he did. And so Springfield was your starting right tackle to start the year. So let's just, for the sake I'm not calling for anyone's job, I'm not saying Cole Birmingham did a bad job. Not saying that I, I'm honestly not saying he did a phenomenal job because Watching, but you, what I'm saying is, you're going to get your season starter right tackle back to add to. I thought Cooper played a great left tackle. I thought he was good out there. I thought Brooks was a little more under control. Um, one thing that that I I sent my because I've told you before, my dad played offensive line. He was deep snapper. He was offensive line. I can send him kind of all the special teams. Can send him, you know. So I sent him a clip of of the. Of a run that I don't know, it may have gone for it may have gone for three or four because Ollie made a good play. One thing that he noticed was as we're as we're clapping, as we're snapping the ball, the defense was moving faster than we are. Yeah. And he's going, How does that how does that happen? Because you know the snap count. It almost seems like the defense these last two games has known our snap count better than we know our snap count. That puts you immediately at a disadvantage. And how many times are we watching a defensive lineman stepping into our backfield and and adjusting what our running back is having to do. So there may be something, you know, and again, they're in a bye week. They've got all the time to figure this out. They've got four practices this week. They got their normal, I think it's four practices off, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then back 
back Sun, at, yeah, they'd have Sunday. Then back at it. Yeah, back that, at it on Monday. And that's where that's where taking that, that's where taking a bunch of snaps with with Alan Bowman. You know, or let's figure out is it going to be Mahalski at center the entire time? Great, let's get him a hundred and fifty snaps with Alan Bowman between now and Thursday. And you know, Bowman did a fantastic job wrangling in yeah. wherever they were at. Yeah. So there there were there were moments where you're like, they lost the game. Okay, that's I'll just, up front. That's bad, right? Iowa State scored some. They scored some good points, and they made some good plays. And you're sitting there, kind of scratching your head, what the hell's going on? But there, there are moments on the offensive side of the ball, and we've spent a majority of this talking about the offense. But there are moments where, and, and there's things where you can be like, okay, they have an entire extra week. There were there were flashes. Let's see if they improve upon those flashes, and let's see what they look like going in to Kansas State. Uh, real quick here. Let's go ahead and, and switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. There, there were times, you know, where, like, like we mentioned, there were times where you're like, okay, all right, this, this is a, this is going to be a good defense, and it's been that way for every game, right? I know you can look at South Alabama and look at well, thirty-three to seven, damn, all right. But there were, there were, there were stops, and and you're looking at coverages, and you're looking at blitzes, and you're looking at, you know, there certain schemes. Then okay, well, let's let's pull Colin up from linebacker. Let's put him on the edge. I'm I'm not going to be overly critical because I think that Colin in that hybrid is is a good spot for him, but I think a majority of Colin needs to be off the edge. Like if you know for sure 100% that okay, well, second and mid to like anywhere like if it's second and 4 to second and 8, they're going to throw this quarterback and this offensive coordinator will always throw on this side of the field X amount of yards down the field. Let's drop Colin and we, let's just another body for disruption. You know, there, there are situations, but I like Colin. Colin is going to make a lot of money in the NFL. Colin's not going to make a lot of money playing coverage because college is an edge rusher. He, uh, is, he yeah. is a lineman. Oh, yeah. No, and, and, and he was so – you and I were texting during during the game almost like on the first play of a drive defensively – Going, oh, Collins up on the line. This ought to be a good series, and it was, and and it by and large was, yeah. And even he's so good up there that even when the play goes to the other side, you know, if they go whoop thirty on the left, hey guys, we're going right, and there's <laughs> not gonna, he still disrupts the play and, to the right. And there's not going to be one team on this schedule, whether it be BYU or Houston or Cincinnati or UCF or Iowa State or South Alabama, no team is going to go into this after the first defensive drive saying, damn, who the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. They're going to – their entire offensive game plan, if Colin is in coverage, is going to be going at him. Or, you know, if he's on the line, hey, listen, we got we to gotta slide a tight end over there, and we're going to the other side of the field because yeah. they're going to game plan their entire offense around it. And I know that you can't – you can't sub Colin out Whenever you need that position to drop in covers, a little bit of a dead giveaway on yeah. on where Blitz is coming from and all that. But yes, I I think that um you you mix in the if if Nardo calls, well, I'm still waiting on that phone call. But you, you know, got if, yours yet? Nah, I'm I'm somewhere after you. What number did you, did you give him a four oh five or a I I you might have you might nine one eight. You actually I actually might have given him. I a have done that. But if he if he did, yeah, a high percentage of Oliver's snaps is. QB hunt, yeah, and as it should be, yeah. That look that, at his freshman that's definitely year. What I think, but you look at last year. There's a reason he was Big Twelve Defensive Freshman of the Year. 
There's a reason he was a unanimous All American, and and there are like I said, I'm not I'm not calling Colin out. I'm not calling Colin because I I think he would I, he, I think he'd be the first to admit that he's not the strongest in coverage. But when you go back to all of the awards and accolades and all the money he's going to make, it's going to be for being up on the dirt. It's going to be being up on the line. It's going to be rushing off the edge. It's going to be slipping inside and trying to trying to knock a guard off. You know, it's going to be getting to the quarterback. And there have been moments when, when Colin gets into the backfield, most of the time, not every single play, but most of the time Colin gets past that offensive line, it's going to be a busted play. It's either going to be a sack, it's going to be a rush, it's going to be a, uh, like a quarterback rush, it's going to be the quarterback trying to sneak out and, and try to make something happen, it's going to be an incomplete pass, a throwaway, a run out of bounds, and that's where he's best. Yeah, he, he's, he's a menace up there on the line. I mean, there's, there's really, Matt Campbell even said, I think Matt Campbell's quote was after the game, he said, we didn't know where he was at all times. He is one of the best rushers yep. in, the, in the entire um, NCAA, NCAA. I think Can't he used say to, conference no more. I was going to say he said he said um, conference because I think there he he had a lot to talk about conference season. Um, Matt Campbell's impressive to me. He's, he is. I, I like the guy. Um, hey, one thing that kind of one thing that I was noticing, and I don't know that I'm the only one who's noticed. I'm just kind of putting numbers to it now. You might but be, buddy, no, I think I'm probably the only one, but. What's concerning me about the defense is the number of long touchdowns, yeah. and I don't know that I, I don't know that they've all been busts. I mean, I think most of them have, to be honest. I mean, you go all the way back to so the Central Arkansas they scored on a one and a two yard play, but Arizona State's uh, Scadabo was a it was a thirteen yard run. Thirteen yard runs happen all the time. But Badger, 65 yards. And then yeah. you go to South Alabama. Lacey for 39, catch. Webb for 17, run. Lacey for 57. Webb for 65. Then you get into Iowa State. Um, Noel, 38. I was, I don't know, I was texting anybody who listened. I was trying to see if anybody had the number down there. I was like, can we guard 13? <laughs> can we just put somebody on him? Who the hell's that guy? Where yeah. did he come from? But, I mean, you got Noel for 38. You got Daniel Jackson for 29. And those were thirty-eight and twenty-nine. That, what I think we had dudes slip on both of them, or one of them was a bust, one of them was a slip. It's just it just kept being. And then you got Daniel Jackson, twenty-six yard, and then uh, Eli Sanders for seven. So that one didn't. But too many, too many long. And I know this isn't new on Nardo. Nardo's not going. How they score? I don't remember. He knows they're going to get it. But right now, too many. And and one of the things that we always that we heard in preseason. Um, and Robert, Robert has addressed it all every day this week. What are we on Tuesday? So two days this week, because he, he had said a lot. Man, this 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 defense is almost bust proof. When when you're not, let's see, we had to do uh, Lyric Crawls was out, so you're putting in. Um, is it Cam Epps. Cam Epps? Cam Epps, which is a what freshman? Uh, red shirt, red shirt, I red think. shirt freshman. I think so. Okay, and then you've got Williams that's mixing in. You've got DJ McKinney out there on the edge. You got Cam Smith out there on the edge. All of those guys. You got very youngsters, young, very young. youngsters. So let. But what'll be cool is those get. This is I'm going to say this in traditional college football thinking that those guys just keep coming back to the same university and working in the same defense. Those are all very, very talented, talented players. 
Yeah. Let them get coached up. To get coached up, you usually have to mess up. Sorry. Well, it's every sport and is what it is. And he's young, right? Nardo has experience. You know, it, I, I do agree. If you know football, you know football. There, there is a learning curve when you're going from Gannon to Power 5. You know, and, and, and let's – what has the Big 12 been known for? Speed. Forever. Yep. Speed and offense, right? And so, now, Iowa State, not a great offense. At least this year, they lost a lot of players to the gambling thing and the betting thing, and they had some injuries, but it, it's going to take some time. Go back to go back to Mike Yurcich's first couple of years, right? I, I know that I'm not saying that I would rather have Mike Yurcich than Casey Dunn because I think Casey's a great football mind. But when you go back to to early Mike Yurcich, you're thinking like it's either it's either bust or your big player bust. You know, it wasn't a, wasn't a lot of fun offense. You know, run him out of town. What are we doing? And then you go to 2017 and you have a 4,000. The first team ever in the Big 12 to have a 4,000 yard passer, 2,000 yard receivers and a 1,000-yard rusher. Did I say 4,000-yard passer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I say 2,000-yard receivers mm-hmm. and 1,000-yard rusher? You're telling me that after a couple of years, Brian Nardo's not going to figure it out? Now, I don't know if you can get away with – I'm not saying that, that Nardo is on a short leash. I'm not saying that after two seasons, if he hasn't figured it out, he's going to get fired. But you're telling me that, that this time next year, if Brian doesn't decide to go somewhere else or – what retire early or or anything? He's just not here. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it might be, you're telling me that this time next year he's not going to have stuff figured out. Because when you go back to it, I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything crazy here, but didn't don't we all kind of know that this is a bend but don't break defense? You know, that's kind of what happened with Jim Knowles. And you go back to that first year of Jim Knowles, and you can go through Twitter, you can go through Facebook, you can scroll through Instagram probably and Reddit and and all kinds of message boards. Why the hell are we hiring coaches from Duke? <laughs> ACC Duke. You didn't go to Clemson or Florida State or Miami. Where's, they went to Duke. Where's college game day going to be this week? First time ever. Duke. And then when Jim Knowles left to go to Ohio State, is the end of the world. Oklahoma State's not going to play football anymore. What are we going to do? We can't. They can't do nothing. They can't hire. What are we doing? Oh, my God. Like, I'm not saying that Brian Nardo is going to be Jim Knowles. But four games in, and you always you already want to fire Brian Nardo? That what kind of when, instant gratification world are we living in? When you, when you get that friend, and this is for anybody out there, when you get that friend who sends you that, I told you about Gundy, I told you that about Brian Nardo, this wasn't going to work. If you have that friend, it's time to, like, say, hey, man, during game days. Leave me be. <laughs> So that's that. That's asinine thinking, and and <laughs> the university can't afford to not have him as a coach. So yeah. you know they've they've got uh, they've got enough financial. I'm not saying they have issues, but they do have issues if they start firing coaches and yeah. paying them buyouts. And Oklahoma State is not LSU. And and I, let me just let me just reiterate here: this portion of the Poker Sport podcast. <laughs> is not calling for coaches to be fired. No. I don't think there's any. We're trying to say the opposite. There are problems with with the team right now. And and I'm not saying bad problems. I'm just saying, like, yes. you've got youth. You've got offensive line issues. Like, there there are issues with the program in terms of some performance on the field. If you, if you set every single one of those coaches at this table, 
gave him the old Jim Traber truth serum. They they always they would say, go, yeah, that we didn't do well. Our room's got got some issues, and I, we're working through that. And I'm coaching them up. We got to work on blocking. We got to work I'm on coverage. Them. We got to work on this. We got to yeah. work on that. But Oklahoma State is not LSU or Clemson or any other SEC big ACC program where it's like you know what we gave you 14 games, buddy. The All whole right. you you brought up Ed Orgeron last time. I think it was you that said yeah. you know we're gonna pay you your full seventeen. We're gonna pay you seventeen. Do you think million. Oklahoma State just has a slush fund that is just sitting over there? And how much did they on... pay Brian Kelly? <sighs> <laughs> they paid Ed, Ed Orgeron yes. seventeen million dollars yeah. and went out and signed. Oh, was it uh, ninety million? An, an asinine like contract. It's over ten a year. But I'm not saying that Oklahoma State should get rid of coaches. No, but for the people out there saying, what are we? What are we? We got to fire this guy." Have you read the buyouts on any one of these coaches? All right, it, and you don't get to you don't you don't get to and even in Oklahoma State, and I'm going to say that because we are we are a great university we are a great athletic department chad weiberg has done a fantastic job mike holder did a good job before him they're ranked in almost every sport almost every year but like you said it doesn't have the donor base that you can just it what is hunziker's um hunziker's line about texas that they print money in the basement if they don't have that to if, just if you're having to have people. and i don't think they contacted brock martin to get on Twitter, X, whatever, and say, you guys need to donate NIL. I, I don't think that was the case, but I Brock was spot on. I don't know if you saw the he tweet. He is. He was like, I'm not saying that I'm calling for NIL, but if you want to compete, you have to. Was that during, when was that now? Like uh, It was like last week. Okay. So here's what's in it. Right now, Oklahoma State is in, is in kind of a phase where they are, they're announcing all these facility upgrades, facility upgrades. During the, 2010s, it was a facilities race. Yeah, in the in across the NCAA, Oklahoma State did just fine in that. Yes, softball's probably got an upgrade coming. It better, like wrestling's got an upgrade coming, you know, and all that. But right now, I would bet that they're having meetings going. Do we need to be calling donors and saying instead of, hey, we want to name this building after you, we want you to support all these players to come in. Yeah, and, and I, you know. There's a lot of legalities within the NCAA that I just I'm not gonna even begin to understand who can do what, who can, who wants to do what within an athletic department regarding NIL, how much that can be within the program, out out of the program. But the point is to get the better players at this point, you're not gonna wow them anymore, unfortunately, because we have great facilities. You're not gonna wow every all the great ones. Take Des Bryant back in. Uh, it, we're not getting a Des Bryant right now. With just walking in the facilities is what I mean. I agree. Des Bryant's going to go into every university. He's going to hear from the first time he hears from a university. It says, "Well, we'd give you five hundred thousand dollars." That's now the baseline. That's for showing up. That's for yes, and you know, so we don't want a running back by committee. We don't want a quarterback by committee. We don't want a a receiver by committee or whatever. You want to get the guy who's going to go to the NFL. There's two ways to do it. Either get the guy who has the talent and just raw talent and you do a little bit of molding, or the Oklahoma State way forever has been bring him in, coach him up. By the time they're a redshirt junior, senior, they're ready to roll, and, and they're, they've are they been in Rob Glass. Yeah. That, 
I'm not saying that day is over, but the the NIL it needs to be looked at. Man, I don't know about revamped. It needs to be heavily donated to, and it much well, like much like in 2010 when we were going. Or two thousand. When did they start all the renovations? Like two thousand eight, oh nine. When it started, I yeah, think. yeah, the people were going. Ish. Well, I mean, they, it's a hundred yard football field, fifty two wide. What else do you need? Yeah. Well, they it. needed all that. They got all that. When you now have, it's time to revamp. When you have your starting running back and and other starters on the defense saying, "Hey, we love it here," and I'm not saying that they want to, they're transferring out, but when they're tweeting out, "Hey, we love it here." We love playing for this program, but we need your help. We need your support. Please donate to the NIL pokes for the purpose. Like, players shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, Players shouldn't have to, to say, hey, guys, we got an NIL fund here that supports every athlete on campus. Mm-hmm. We, we need you guys to donate to it. I'm not saying that the fans should just automatically hear, I got paid $2,000 today. Here's $800 of it. You know, I'll figure out a way to eat throughout the rest of the week. <laughs> right, but you know, it, it we're we're in a we're in a time now where whether the rumors of A and M paying thirty five million dollars to a freshman class is true or not, um, you've got Alabama that is just like Texas; they can print money. You look at Tennessee. Tennessee has just now been relevant for like the last twenty years. Tennessee has zero issue getting NIL money. If you want to get a lot closer to home, there's a lot. Midland, Texas is making a lot of oil right now, and a lot of them dudes came from Texas Tech. A lot of them came from Texas well, Tech. Well, how many, you go through and look at and, all the donations that have gone to Tech. Yes. For the last, so, didn't they just sign Micah Hudson? Or they, they committed Micah Hudson, who's like the first five-star in their program or something like that. He's a receiver. Yeah. Well, it's because they're fixing to build like a $200 million football stadium. Oh, are they? See, I, I haven't seen that. It, it, well, the, but like also, the I was going to say, but also, they're funding their NIL yeah. heavily. And, and I'm not saying that that Lubbock is some like like I've been to Lubbock. I I enjoyed my week in. I Lubbock. like driving through Lubbock. Yeah, I like there's going there's in some, going out the other way. There's some good restaurants in Lubbock, and and there's some there's some good you know some really fun things to do in Lubbock. So like if you, if I'm a, like I could understand why a, you could convince a 17 or 18 year old kid. Yeah. to go to Lubbock. There's a lot to do. It's hot. Yeah, it's kind of deserty. But if you have $200 million sitting in the bank and you're like, hey, listen, look at our cool gear. Oh, by the way, we can give you $450,000 for showing up on campus. That doesn't include a car. That doesn't include this. That doesn't include more money. Yada, 450000 you'll be able to figure some of that stuff out. Yeah. Now, and I'm not saying that OSU can't do that because – the yeah, pokes with a purpose. Uh, they just had the uh, basketball deal with Wilson Chevrolet, you know, and all the Cadillacs. And and I'm not saying that that you kind of have to sell your soul or anything like that. But you're you're going up against some pretty big dogs well, what's nowadays. It, what's interesting is okay. So in the facilities, just to wrap this up on my end, um, you can wrap on my end too. Sweet. If you want to say your guy with two hundred million dollars. Okay. Sign me if, up. if you're, we're talking about that guy. He could either impact facilities five years from now when the thing gets built, plus a bunch of other donations to couple into it. Plus that you know, and so you've got to wait for donations. But or you can impact the football team by donating however much to NIL, and they go get the class now. Yeah, I'll give you know they go get the transfers. Here's, here's now. 10, here's ten million dollars. You know, put a new field in. 
put, you know, update your bricks, update your windows, yada, you know, stuff that can be done outside the season, whatever. My goal is to give you $100 million. So here's 10 to $15 million for quote-unquote facility upgrades that you can do throughout the season. Here's 85 to $90 million that you can stick in an NIL fund. Think of an NIL fund. Now you can do a lot with it. I don't think and, I don't think there's going to be any singular person that says here's ninety million dollars no, for NIL. No, but you're talking about the SEC and the Texases and the A and M's, and apparently now you don't, have to well, say, you don't have to say Texas. You don't have to say the SEC and Texas. That's a good point. All you have to do is just say S- just SEC. the SECs. They've got fifty of those guys. It's crazy on a on a call sheet. Larry Reese's call sheet for Oklahoma State looks a little different. A touch. A there, little there different. Aren't, there aren't many Texas call sheets like that so yeah long story short you know give your entire paychecks i'm just kidding hey i will say Um, this john walker predicted two and two after four games he did in our preview and he still said nine and three so there is light at the end of the tunnel notre damas yeah he's he's spot on yeah no it's uh it it, it's crazy you know i don't think this season is over by any means i think that there are things that need to be worked on and and I got news for y'all. I got news for everyone listening. Y'all. Y'all. Been spending too much time with with my country folk. Um, I got news for you guys. Mike Gundy and his staff, they're not just hanging out. Not on vacation. All right. They, they, They know that the offensive line needs work. They know that the coverage on the back end needs work. They know that Alan Bowman knows that he's threw off his foot Back several foot. times too many. Back foot. His back foot too. Several Step times too into many. Into him, big boy. You know the offensive line allowed him to. I'm with you. Throw the ball away. Don't take a sack. Don't try to play hero ball. Don't get hurt. But what about that 12 yard touchdown run by Allen Bowman? I can't believe it took us 45 minutes. But my God, Allen Michael Vick Bowman. Guess who didn't have that on his bingo? Card? Uh, Everybody. That would be. That would be. <laughs> I yeah. love Allen. That was great. Anybody that they turned that bingo card back in and yeah. said, "I need a new one." Please, please. Um, but you. They know that there's issues and they're working on them. Um, I, I'm looking forward to, to to talking, you know, next week or or the following after Kansas State because there's going to be there's things that they missed against Iowa State on both sides of the ball that you're going to see Kansas State next week and it's like, oh hey, hey that 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 issue got fixed. Now there's still going to be issues. They're like, oh my god, because what the are other we doing? The, Robert or Gundy loves to say it. The other team gets to practice they, too. They practice too. It, it, every, they watch film. They know the shortcomings, yeah. and they are going to work and on the, stuff as the well. The number one thing that a fan can do, even if you're a griping fan, even if you're going to show up, well, I'm going to boo them if they go three and out. The number one thing you can do is show up on Friday night. Right. Another packed house. I, I'm pretty sure it's sold out. Yep. It'll. Pro, is it the blackout game? Are we blacking out? Uh, Friday, I don't remember what that one is. I, there was some event going on at that one. If it's either stripe or blackout. Well, I got the schedule right here. Uh, let's see what Kansas State is. It is, it's blackout. Blackout. So blackout. I like how they say, blackout. Wear black. Yes. <laughs> so I was just about to say that. Hey, people, uh, we're gonna make this easy on you. Wear oh, black. So, so this is fun. Um, Terry Miller Ring of Honor is yeah. is a Kansas game October fourteenth. They have uh, a ticket button below next to their history button. It says only zero tickets remaining. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wonder who wonder who clicked somebody had to click on that and said two and they were like, Yep, well I gotta do it. I wonder how many I am gonna do it real quick before we get out of here. I'm gonna click only zero tickets remaining. I wanna see how many tickets are left. Uh here we go, here if we it's go. More than zero. There is. There's more than zero. Oh. 
the 302, 301, and 334, and 333B. There's some tickets. All right, come on, so people. Like, somebody so like somebody buy it. The travel. Well, that that may just be travel allotment. For somebody somebody buy it. That means that would mean, though, that Kansas is turning back in. I doubt it. Oh, yeah. They probably will travel pretty well Them this dudes year. is ranked. Yeah. Oh, they my prob- gosh. They probably will. Okay. Um, we've we've kind of gone off topic a little bit throughout the show, but it's been a fun show. Absolutely. It's been a good show. Um, there are silver linings. It's a bye week show. Don't don't doom and gloom it. Yeah. It'll be okay. I'm going to get off here. Um, I'm going to use the restroom. I'm going to get refill my water. I'm going to go watch Ahsoka. You know, enjoy your Tuesday or your Wednesday whenever you're listening to this. Or Thursday. Or, or have You know what? Have a great weekend if you catch this on Friday. Have a, have a great weekend, everybody. But it will be okay. They will work on things. It'll be fine. Yes. Go mow your grass before the <laughs> before you touch it. Before the well, I was going to say before October shows. You probably have two two mows left in you. I got to mow this, oh, dude. I, it's like ninety. I but yeah, but it's not raining. Yeah. I've got I got one mow left, and I think I think I'm going to get to mow one more time before I put it all away, and then I won't have to mow until March. God. There you go. All right, folks. That's going to do it. Be sure to the okay, bye. Kiss kiss your loved ones tonight. Go go kiss your kids. We'll do. All right. Love y'all, everybody. This one big happy family. That's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. We'll talk to you next time here on pokesreport.com.